that a little bit of a misfire there to start off the start off the week <laughs> it is the 12th day of, of December don't ask me what month it is or day or hour I'm just guessing at this point December 12th 2022 it's a Monday evening it's 755 650 I'm telling you it might be 7.55 when you listen to this. <laughs> Next year, somebody's going back through the archives. I want to listen to December 12th of last year. When still, when Frank still had half of his mind left. So it's 6.56, and I can't wait to do this show tonight because we're welcoming back a good friend. That is BCP, Black Conservative Patriot. And, uh, and and we've got plenty to discuss because it's been a while since BCP has been on. So, uh, you know, there's going to be a little bit of this new Event 201, a little bit of all of these power plants that have been, uh, have been going up in flames and getting literally shot at with bullets and stuff like that. It's the same kind of patterns that we saw with the food processing plants earlier on in the year that, that kind of tapered off a little bit. Um, so do that a little bit more on Twitter and then, uh, I'm going to have BCP talk about Brunson versus Adams. And that is a Supreme, that's a, a case that's going before the Supreme court on January 6th. That is, if it goes, if it goes in, I would say our way. It is supposedly something that will will take thousands of people out of government, at least at least most of Congress. So I don't. Um, we'll we'll talk about all that stuff. It, it's pretty big as far as what's inside of it, but you know we we'll talk about the details. We can fantasize about it actually coming to pass, and then all the the um, all the logistics of how you can. How you can do that, especially coming from a Supreme Court that uh, failed to even pick up the Texas lawsuit in 2020, which had just as much standing and was completely within their jurisdiction. Actually, one of the few things that's in the Supreme Court's jurisdictions to rule on, and they just sat on their thumbs. So anyway, it seems to be getting everybody very excited. Well, some people. So I want to ask about that. Plenty of things to do. In the second half, maybe some calls. I have a little bit more on uh, if we have time. Hopefully we do because we had we didn't do it last week. But I would love to do more out of the mouths of babes just to keep things light and airy. And uh, away we go. We're going to do a general raffle soon. Next Friday is the 23rd of December. Can you imagine that? Already two weeks away. Next Friday is the 23rd of December, and that night I'm going to be reading off a general raffle. So from tonight, we're going to do two full weeks 
from December 12th until next week, anybody who has thrown in at least one super chat through quite frankly superchat.com is going to be entered into the uh, entered into the raffle. That it has to be from one quite frankly superchat.com so we keep all the names in one place. And of course, over the next two weeks, if you send in multiple chats because you want to just contribute to the conversation, that's great. It's welcome. It's encouraged. But uh, we will only count one name, one name once. So if you're smart, you can make up other names, which is devious of you. But, and it takes a lot, it's too much, that's too much, too much effort. So I don't think anybody would do that. But we're going to be giving away a 60 serving, um, a 60 serving sack of food from Blue Monster Prep and somebody from the chat room who's getting ready for the January book club already uh, bought two, by accident, copies of C.S. Lewis, The Great Divorce. So they said, I'm, Frank, I'm going to send you one of these in the mail. You can give it away on the general raffle sometime. So I'm going to throw in C.S. Lewis. You're going to have some food and maybe a bag of coffee. That's what I'll do. So there'll be some great stuff that we give away to a, uh, a lucky winner out there. You know, it only takes a dollar to get into the running. So thank you so much to Blue Monster Prep for being a part of it. And aside from that, you still have two weeks to get all of the get the gifts that you can give to yourself and others from Blue Monster Prep. Go ahead and prep. And I'm just going to be throwing around the extra plugs for everybody on the affiliates page. There is great stuff on the affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv for a lot of different people in your life. Great stuff, and it's all from small American-owned businesses, so you'll never, ever feel bad about a damn thing that you've gotten. And I would say the best thing about all the stuff on our affiliates page is it's mostly stuff that great, creates great gift baskets or stuffed stockings. So, Blue Monster Prep, quite frankly, everybody, thank you so much. All right. All right, Shane Cashman is on tomorrow night. He's the host of Paranormal Podcast, Tales from the Inverted World. I think he does some does writing for Timcast News. I just learned about that. But he's a local, and we went to the same college. I learned all about this recently. He's going to be in studio tomorrow night. Uh, I'll be talking to him on the phone for the first time tomorrow afternoon, and tomorrow night we'll be meeting for the first time here on the show. And hopefully we have a nice um, December spooky wintertime talk jay dyer will be on wednesday night we'll be talking about christmas how christmas and santa claus are not pagan and other pagan myths about christmas december 15th tim gordon we'll talk about maybe some saint nick stories some flashbacks december 17th that's saturday the 16th i'm just leaving it open for friday night and just leaving it nice and airy uh, December 17th, Saturday night cocktail special. Anthony's not going to be around. I don't think Mike is going to be around. It's his mother's birthday. So it's just me and I believe Lauren. I told Lauren, I said, it, you want to come host with me again? She goes, sure. So we'll see if we can get a babysitter. If that happens, then I think Lauren would be down for that. And um, because if not, it'll just be me and my hookah. Me and my hookah, all by my lonesome. All right. 
Then next week, we kick it all off with Rich Barris, Chris Ann Hall, John Paul Rice, family Christmas night on the 23rd. It's going to be great. Good, good stuff, and we're already building things up for January. All right, ready? Let's go into the grab bag. Into the grab bag we go. First one up, there is a Russia Today did a interview with, with Victor Boot, the merchant of death. And in this one two-minute clip, very interesting how he speaks about America and he speaks about the world. And and I just want to play it for you because um, you may not get it anywhere else. Here you go. Do you hate America? No. He says, oh, shit. the first thing he's asked, the first thing that he's asked is whether or not he hates America. Do you hate America? Listen to what he says. Do you hate America? No. You know, in fact, I'm knowing many inmates. I figure out we're sharing way more common. Maybe America is very much similar. Look, it's the same size. They have a, it's the same kind of this. And when you talk to them, there is nothing there even to beef about. We are naturally, you know, born not to be enemies. And, and that's true too. Especially when we were still talking about ISIS on this show back in the ISIS days. Um, we're even just talking on a superficial level. And when you're talking about uh, Vladimir Putin and Russia with Syria, you know, on the side of Assad, and then here we are just trying to destroy the entire region, obviously being driven by something nonsensical with its own agenda, said, you know, you know this makes no sense. You know that there's something bigger going on here. And you know that we are really um, infested with something really, really de- demonic because we are natural allies. You would think that we'd be natural allies with a country and a culture like Russia. Perhaps uh, we don't have the same kind of uh, same kind of national creeds and and and, uh, and governmental structure. But you would think culturally we should be natural allies, especially with um, you know the basis in Christianity. Uh, obviously, that we're talking about non-Bolshevik Russia, but still. That whole natural ally um, thought, thought uh, that train of thought, we rang on that a lot back in the, in the ISIS days. Or not to be enemies. And whenever there's conflict, it's elites. You know, every, you know, American I met in a prison who is uh, from rural area was very easy to deal with. He has no problem with Russia and he was curious about Russia despite all propaganda. They're losing their Christian values. They're losing their families. They're losing literally their countries. It's not anymore the same country. We knew America who used to be a model for entire world and lead and be an example, you know, like they say, a shiny town on the, you know, sparkling town on a hill. Now you can say, Frank, he's an arms dealer. This guy, I mean, he's just, he's talking, He's talking flowery, but remember, he's a monster. Listen, nobody sells arms or drugs on a level that he did without our permission. Nobody. In the world, nobody. So let's just cool it with that a little bit. Uh, what is he saying that's wrong so far? That's all I'm bringing up. If it's a script, it was written by a good writer. And this is, of course, pity. It was a strong country who was really a, you know, industrial might, you know, this one. And look, for 30, 40 years, deindustrialization, drug problem, crime waves, 
you can understand and I feel more empathy to American after this experience than I would feel any hate. What would you consider? Great. Well, listen, hey, feeling empathy, the no hate, yeah, we are beaten, abused dogs. 30, 40 years of deindustrialization, more eroding of the family, more eroding of it. It's, it's true. It's true. Our, 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 our government only talks a, a big game now, and, and less and less people listen when we say anything. So, um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting little, little sit-down. Here's a little bit on the latest on Twitter. There was number four came out, the Twitter threads. We were li- when we were reading three, when four came out. Five just came out today, another thread that came out by Barry Weiss, or Weiss. Uh, Twitter files part four, senior execs create justifications to ban Trump, seek a change of policy for Trump alone, distinct from other political leaders. Pretty much in this one, we get it. Number And five as well, too. We have the internal communications. They're saying he committed no, nothing. No violations to terms of service. Nothing whatsoever. So it's all nonsense. It's all just on the whims of the political ideology of those who are running this particular country, com- company. And, uh, and yeah, Elon Musk, this is from the Gateway Pundit. Elon Musk's Twitter files, part four, was released by Michael Schellenberger Saturday evening. Part four was released during part two, includes part two of the internal discussions leading up to the removal of Trump. President Trump was ultimately banned from Twitter on January 8th, 2021. According to journalist Michael Schellenberger on January 7th, senior Twitter executives said, or they did, create justifications to ban Trump, seek a change of policy for Trump alone, distinct from other political leaders, express no concern for the free speech or democracy implications of a ban, because these are people, these are men and women without a country. They're men and women without a country. They, they have no allegiance to anything. They have been brought up on this I'm a citizen of the world bullshit. There is no consi- there's no consistency in their logic on any issue whatsoever. You talk to them for a good amount of time, five to ten minutes. You're like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's like talking to a kaleidoscope. So, um, yeah. That's what we're getting out of there. That's what we're getting out of there. And we've always known about how the intelligence community directs media. But a lot of this is for the noobs. Okay? A lot of this is for the noobs. I know it's very itchy. You get that itch to say, oh, know this already. Yeah, you yeah, you do. You might be a very small sliver of the pie. A dragon tongue. You remember the, the dragon tongue uh, slices of pizza? The, the small slivers? Well, this is, should be a big learning experience for other people if they care enough. And most people don't. Always remember that even though it seems like Twitter is a big, big food fight right now, it is still very, very centralized to right there. It's all happening in that bubble because the mainstream media is barely talking about it in a comprehensive way. They are just trying to echo certain types of tropes about Elon Musk and how what kind of a character he is now. He's a new Hitler. Everybody, we're waiting, always waiting for the new Hitler. So I can't wait to see what BCP has to say about this. Here's another one that I thought was uh, was interesting. We have Justin Trudeau 
probably some of the best things that's going on with Twitter right now is that there is uh, so many, so many new operations to beat down on bots, the, the swarming of bots, and also a lot more people who are willing to voice their displeasure with people like Justin Trudeau because they don't think that they're going to get uh, swatted by somebody over there at uh, Human Resources. Justin Trudeau ratioed for pretending to care about human rights. A tweet this weekend from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau recognizing human rights, our Human Rights Day. They have one of those up there. I feel like we have that every other day over here. Has garnered significantly more replies than it has retweets or likes. Trudeau tweeted on Sunday or Saturday, defending human rights has always been and will continue to be one of our top priorities. Yeah, at least a second behind endangering everybody's lives, then human rights. And we'll, we'll keep working to make sure everyone is treated with dignity and respect, whatever the hell that means. Regardless of who they are or where they live. He added a link to an official statement where he elaborated more on Human Rights Day. Now, ratioed is a term... As used to describe when a social media post has significantly more replies than retweets or dislikes, indicating a general dislike by the public, uh, according to dictionary.com. Oh, it's, it's in the dictionary now. It's a lot of fun. It's just one of those things that you notice along along the way on on the internet that a it doesn't have a lot of it doesn't have a lot of positive interactions like likes and just straight up retweets you'll get quoted tweets and then you'll get a lot of replies that's when you know that the uh, the knives are out and the dogs are hungry and that's always fun that's when people just jump in for the comments and that's a lot of fun but speaking of Canada and human rights I want to talk a little bit more about the um, the euthanasia issue that's going on over there because it's becoming bigger and bigger and we've covered it along the way this story in particular though is so odd and dare I say well let's just get to this here's from the Daily Mail exclusive I don't want to die but I don't want to be homeless Canadian man 65 has a doctor's approval for euthanasia despite admitting becoming poor is a main reason why he's applying to die a doctor approved Les Landry's application for me, uh, medical assistance in dying, despite him saying poverty is a major factor in the decision to end his own life. Well, I mean, what do you mean despite? They're talking about this. They're approving it for this now, too. You don't have to be even chronically ill. Landry, 65 years old, awaits verdict of a second doctor who visited his home on Wednesday. Landry says if the sec now listen to this, because apparently they need two doctors to, to sign off on this if you want to die. Landry says if the second doctor, if the approval is not given by him, he will shop around for another doctor who's willing to sign it off, something that's legal under Canada's euthanasia laws. So, I mean, I gotta say, um, it's it's just bizarre. We have pushed beyond morbid here. The reasoning, it's just the re- the nonchalant reasoning. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to die. But what's worse than being homeless? I, I mean, being homeless isn't good. 
I, and, and then you have one doctor saying, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. If I would kill myself too. I don't know why. So he already has one doctor that says yes, but he needs a second one to make it official. And if he doesn't go and get this second one, if he doesn't, if the second doctor is even half human and says, uh, no, you want to die? And you want me to sign off on this? You want this to be on my soul? If the second doctor says no, he's gonna shop around for someone who would be happy to kill him. Now, I gotta say, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of suicide. It's a, it's a morbid, morbidly fascinating thing. I hate it. I hate it. It's just so jarring and unnatural. Uh, then you have the, the discovery pro like if somebody really, if they, if there's nothing that they can, anybody can do to talk them out of it and they have to go and take care of themselves. That's what they believe they have to do. And they have a one track mind. Uh, it's better to just go find a distant cliff and jump into the ocean and let it carry you out somewhere than have somebody find you. It's just, there's, there's, so, there's so much wrong with, with suicide. At the other hand, I, um, you know, it's also heartbreaking to imagine a person in so much turmoil that it, this would be seriously considered at, there's no way out and I need this pain to stop. So the whole thing is horrible, horrible, but, and you know who would have actually thought that this story was hilarious is, uh, our friend, uh, our good friend, Pam, who just passed away. She would have thought this story is hilarious because it, there's such a dark, darkly comedic tone to this. When you have a guy who is simply decided it's time to die and he, and because living is too expensive and all this other stuff, and he could just as easily kill himself with literally any kitchen appliance, any, if you were committed enough, you can kill yourself with an egg beater. Okay. And yet he has embarked on a quest across Canada until he finds two doctors who are willing to kill him themselves. There is something so darkly comedic about the whole thing as we live in this bizarro world. Everything is just, I mean, think of structurally written as a joke. This story is hilarious. I mean, can you just imagine what you can do with a script like that? It would be like a darker version of the hangover. And at the end, of course, you know, you don't want to you know, bum people out at the end. He rethinks it all. But just the, the idea, the idea. Um, but you better watch out up there in Canada. I mean, we're, we're, we're not too much better, but in 10, year, 10 years from now in Canada, seeking medical help is going to be no different than seeking a horse doctor. That's it. You're either going to have, have an ear infection. They may give you some antibiotics and a cube of sugar, a lump of sugar or something like that, but you, you better not break your leg. Out comes the shotgun. That's Canada in 10 years. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gents. It's great to have you here. BCP will be on at the bottom of the hour. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. 
And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Seven sixteen PM. Seven sixteen PM, and we are here. Uh, the pre-show is over. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you can contribute to the show by going to quite frankly superchat.com and not only share some thoughts for the show, but you can also get yourself into the running for the the last general raffle of the year. It only takes one. Got to be in it to win it, folks. And then there's the Rumble Rants, there's Rockfin Tips, and there's Gold Pills on QuiteFrankly.tv, which is going to continue with the After Hours programming when this show concludes at 9. Um, I just saw some breaking news that the uh, creepy, skeevy weirdo uh, from FTX, that Sam Bankman Freed guy, has been arrested in the Bahamas. After the U.S. files criminal charges, let's see, let's see how many decades they give this freak. Let's see how many decades they give him and step on all the toes of their friends in MIT and uh, the SEC. I wonder what's going to happen here. I wonder. Is he going to be on uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's softball team as of February or what? I'm sure he'll make Bond. He's going to post Bond. We'll see. This is just being announced right now. The co-founder and former CEO of the bankrupt crypto trading firm FTX was arrested in the Bahamas after the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York shared a sealed indictment with the Bahamian government. Why he was asked at all in the last month or so to go and make appearances at certain conventions and roundtables and ask serious, unironic questions about whether or not, you know, what happened? You know, what happened down there? I just don't know. I'm going to find out who did it, though. Oh. With his Bill Gates hands. It's just incredible that anybody gave him any press over the last couple. But then again, you think about how many people got money from him. How many causes? So, again, it's just going to be interesting to see how he is dealt with. How he is dealt with and how long he lasts. So, we'll keep uh, an eye out on that. Maybe uh, maybe James... Um, maybe we'll have something to say. All right. Uh, here's the other thing I have to say. Here's what we have. I have this other thing about these power out these power 
power things getting it up. There you go. Power stations being sabotaged. Who is purposefully sabotaging power plants all over America, they ask. This was written by Michael Snyder, end of the American Dream blog, syndicated on Zero Hedge. Someone has been attacking power plants all over the country, and federal authorities are trying to determine who it is. Now, depending on where you're reading this, you will see that a lot of federal authorities have been saying that these types of power attacks, these cyber attacks, anything that is going to compromise the power grid, we have got to keep in mind, obviously, there's always going to be the fallback plan of Russia, but domestic violent extremism, right-wing extremism, in the, uh, in the attempts to foment civil war. That's what has been published lately. So it's like, uh, it's almost like when the crooked cop in a movie screams that he, you know, he's reaching for my gun into the radio right before he executes somebody so that there's something going on there. There's a lot. There's a lot between this and the Event 201 thing. And in recent days, we have seen significant sabotage on both the East and West coasts. And so it can't just be one individual that is responsible. During the first eight months of this year, there were a total of 106 attacks on the electrical grid in the United States, and that represents the highest number ever recorded in a single year. Hopefully authorities will be able to get to the bottom of this mystery because winter will soon officially begin. If power goes out in your neck of the woods for an extended period of time during the months ahead, what will you do? Nobody's trying to claim that the string of attacks that uh, we've been witnessing is accidental. And ABC News is reporting that federal authorities are investigating. This is a very disturbing trend here. Uh, federal authorities are investigating a number. I guess this is from ABC. They're investigating a number of recent reported acts of sabotage on utility companies, a senior law enforcement source told ABC News. The move comes in the wake of subst uh, substations being riddled with bullets in North Carolina, leaving tens of thousands without power for days. That's the one we were talking about the other morning on Dark to Light. Literal bullets. We're not even, that's, uh, you're not talking cyber, cyber threats there. After the incident, the utility companies reached out to federal authorities in recent days to investigate. The recent incident in North Carolina was particularly alarming. At approximately 7 p.m. on Saturday night, gunfire erupted at two electrical substations in Moore County. Officials are calling this an intentional and, and coordinated attack. Duke Energy restored power to all of its North Carolina customers Wednesday evening, four days after the 45,000 customers were left in the dark after what officials have said was an intentional and coordinated attack on two substations in Moore County. Moore County Sheriff Ronnie Fields has said a motive for the attack is not known. It is also not clear what kind of protective measures were in place to prevent such an assault. So who is to blame? Well, these days, authorities seem to have a rule for this sort of thing. When in doubt, blame right-wing people. Apparently, a drag show was going on at the same time at the attacks on the substations happened, so investigators are now focusing on that angle. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? There's a drag show going on somewhere in my town. I better destroy the power plant. Can you, can you imagine this? 
An LGBTQ nonprofit in North Carolina had set up a drag show at Sunrise Theater in Southern Pines on Saturday night around the same time when the electrical facilities were targeted with gunfire around 7 p.m. The incident led to officials declaring a state of emergency as around 32,000 southeastern residents were left without power until Thursday. That theory, that theory may or may not turn out to be accurate, but what, is, what about all the other attacks that have been taking place all over the nation? A few days prior to sabotage in North Carolina, two electrical substations in the Portland area were attacked. Um, what else do we have? Uh, and, if, and of course, they're just talking about that whole East Coast, West Coast aspect of this has to imply that there is not a, uh, it's not an attempt from the same group of people. If they're coordinating across the country, then I don't know. But seems like somebody's very busy. We have very, very busy bees out there, don't we? Very busy bees. Who could it be? Who could it be? Adding all this extra strain to already a very stressful situation, whether it be food processing plants, grain silos, or power plants. Now, I did not know 106 attacks. Now, obviously, not all 106 attacks were as debilitating as what happened in North Carolina the other day. But still, it's something to consider. And then we have this. We have just enough time to read this before we call up BCP. The World Health Organization, Johns Hopkins, and Bill Gates just conducted another pandemic simulation. This time, the virus is deadlier and targets children, which is off-putting. But I want to see what some of your thoughts are on this because there could be a number of ways you can look at this. The Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security partnered with the World Health Organization and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, of course, because who else? The Catastrophic Contagion. That's what they conducted. That's what it was called. An exercise to simulate a global pandemic that is deadlier than the coronavirus and especially dangerous to children. Why would you need to coordinate this? You already had Event 201. I mean, a virus is a virus is a virus. Uh, what's going, why, why? Because of course, everybody who is serious about their craft has a dress rehearsal. Anybody who's serious about it has a dress rehearsal. And it's also a great way of getting people ready to accept. Although the way that it's being conducted, I mean, this was in Brussels, Belgium on October 23rd. We didn't hear about it. So it's not like it was very well publicized. It's just starting to trickle around right now. At least I didn't hear about it. And, uh, and you certainly know that the general public doesn't know a damn thing about Event 201, let alone this. So uh, maybe it is just a dress rehearsal. It's not so much about publicity. Though uh, they do like when some people can see what's coming. During the simulation, the World Health Organization's Health Advisory Board addressed a fictional severe epidemic enterovirus respiratory syndrome. It's a pandemic that originates in Brazil and disseminates across the globe. The exercise simulated a series of WHO emergency health advisory board meetings addressing a fictional pandemic set in the near future. They did the entire, I'm going to show you the video later on. They did the entire video thing, just like 201. They simulate all the fake news reports, all of it. According to Rx list, enteroviruses, including hepatitis A and polio, are comprised of RNA, enter the body through the gastrointestinal tract, and attack the nervous system. Wonderful. 
The pandemic simulation also included pre-recorded news broadcasts and live briefings from health officials. This is similar to earlier simulations. A pundit named Jean Meserve of GNN, a fictional news outlet, is seen footage is seen in footage during the pandemic simulation announcing high death toll, particularly among children, from a pandemic that would have been prevented if countries adopted pandemic operational drills and adhered to the WHO's pandemic guidelines because all the guidelines we got for 2020 worked out swell. Well, it worked out swell for Amazon and all of their friends in the Democrat Party and, of course, the gimps in the Republican Party who just wanted to get rid of Donald Trump. And... Uh, and around the world, too. There's much to be gained in Europe, in Australia, New Zealand. So, yeah. I uh, Casting out the net again, I guess. As of today, there, this is a quote. As of today, there have been an estimated 1 billion cases worldwide with more than 20 million deaths, including nearly 15 million children. Countless millions are alive, but left with paralysis or brain damage. Well... We have a few of those in uh, in the United States Senate right now. So, seems like life is going on for everybody else. Now, I'm going to bring on our good buddy, BCP, because we can talk about this and more. And I might as well talk about it with a friend than by myself. Just where did I put him? Oh, here he is. Everybody knows him. He's been around for a long time. He's got a fantastic following. Multiple channels on YouTube. And... Uh, wonderful daily political and geopolitical commentary financials personal thoughts he's a wonderful guy and a great friend what is going on black conservative pre- black conservative president what's going on patriot how are you bcp i'm uh, doing well frank can you hear me i can hear you just fine how's uh how's life been for you um i've been doing well i'm gonna ask you real quick can can I reconnect? I'm having an issue here. Of course, you can reconnect. Thanks. No doubt. He's coming back in just a moment. So now I'm bound myself again. And I guess you and I can talk for just another minute. I believe, and I've seen other people say the same thing there too. You know, still, again, when you think about viruses, it's not anything you can aim it's nothing that you can direct you can't control where it goes you can't con- to to say well certain people can give themselves the antidote before you go lot you can take it but no 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 the antidote approach for somebody who wants to use a virus as a weapon is not very smart either because if you're going to inherit a world you want to be able to inherit a world where there's still people that are left to run it to work the laborers you need something left so it's um it makes me wonder just how much of whatever it could be released is not going to be as deadly per se but the people who are going to come in contact with this uh this bug in the future will just not have the will just not have the ability to fight it as well because their immune systems would be shit Maybe that's a, 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 a case. I don't know. Um, because I, I don't see why you need to really rush anything else. Anyhow, let's, uh, let's go and try this again. Mr. BCP's back with us. What is going on? Um, I'm doing great, Frank. Uh, good to see you. Good to hear you. And hello, quite frankly, uh, family. It's been uh, so long. 
it feels strange um, that I haven't been on more regularly, but we were out of the country for almost a couple months. So, well, I'm glad that you got around you and the wife doing your thing. And, uh, and you might've noticed, and I'm just realizing it right now, this might be the first time out of the last six appearances that I didn't have some weird sexually deviant, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, story from Florida or something that has uh, to, to start the show off. There's always something weird in the, uh, in the grab bag before you come on. So, um, Man, well, I, I don't know. In, in a weird way, you did talk a little bit about uh, uh, Sam um, Friedman. Uh, ba- what's a Bankman Fried? He's uh, he's they've got some kind of little harem thing going there with him and his uh, his bookworm librarian girlfriend thing there. I don't know. So you didn't quite go like you sometimes do have a little bit of a uh, of an adventurous, uh, <laughs> sexy story before I come on. Well, it's not but, me. Uh, no, what, what I thought is interesting. What's awesome is this is the first time on this show that since I've revealed my first name is James, because for years you've known me by my real name and have had to call me BCP on here. And I think you've told me you know, several months ago that you've almost slipped a couple of times. And I just slipped tonight. You heard it. You heard it. <laughs> no, but no, we're, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard that, but it's okay. I'm James. Everyone not aware out there. BCP's name is James. See, that's what I'm talking about though. I knew, I think you told me, I remembered I remember the first time we talked, I told you. Yeah, but I remember you yeah. told me recently. I actually told everybody my first name recently. And I and I, I made a note in my head, but I wasn't sure if you had said that. So right here I am. At the very end, I had I had been able to shut my mouth about your name all this time, and I just <laughs> let it slip. I was like, oh, shit. Did he tell me that was all right yet? And here, so, okay. I'm glad it's that we're out of the way. It's well, all right. It's all right. Hey, um, um, start start with that Bankman Freed guy. I know that you're you're uh, you talk a lot about finances and of course crypto. Um, what, if you can say anything or make any kind of a bet as to what's going to happen to this guy, knowing his knowing his known associates and relations and all that, what the hell do you think he's going to be faced with legally? Um, I, I think um, I, I just saw the headlines because. I was um, uploading my show and listening, and then jumped and listened to your show so I could uh, interact uh, on the YouTube uh, part in the chat with the uh, the fam. Big hug to all of y'all. So I didn't, I don't know the details of his arrest except that he was um, arrested, you know, in the Bahamas. Where I mean, a, a big clue is when a guy is running a uh, a multi-billion-dollar company uh, from the Bahamas. That's kind of like a huge red flag. I uh, just found out today too that his accounting was QuickBooks. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's what mom and pa shops use. I mean that's what we. Um, a lot of people don't know the businesses that we've had. I've had a translation business. I've had a finance business, um, a construction finance business, uh, and um, uh, our uh, our staffing business. We had a, we had a medical staffing business. Those are the family businesses that allowed me to build the YouTube channel when I walked away from being a VP at a bank. Uh, that's what we, that's the kind of software we use. Like you know, a mom and literally a mom and pop shop, right? Because uh, one uh, two of those are just. Everyone employed is either myself or my my children, my family, and a couple of nieces and nephews. But uh, and and he's got this multi-billion-trillion-dollar company running off of like the most basic software. It's almost laughable. What's going to happen to him? Uh, big dog and pony show, and nothing's going to happen. They're gonna they're gonna uh, let him off on some tic-tacky thing, maybe on house arrest. No one else will be named. They're gonna want to hush it pretty quick because he says that he gave forty million. You know, supposedly I guess to FEC records. Um, you know the uh, uh, the um, they say that forty million dollars that he gave in uh, in, in campaign uh, campaign uh, finance, um, 
and that's FEC is you know the Federal Elections uh, Commission or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Elon Musk tweeted out that it was more like over one billion dollars. So there's that's one hell of a discrepancy between forty million and you know twenty x plus. So you know and it being a billion. So they're going to try to make this thing go away. He's he's given to eight of the nine people on the uh, the banking and finance uh, committee, like uh, um, uh, low IQ Maxine Waters and others. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, to see what happens, I think they'll. I think it'll be a quick thing, and then a hush job. I don't think they'll uh, necessarily uh, Epstein him, but uh, I think he will be like under house arrest and be will, will be quieted for a while until he uh, goes away. I think there's too much money there and maybe too much of a paper trail that uh, I, I don't see them. Uh, but then again, we've had a lot of these crypto guys die. Um, mysteriously lately so I, I don't know i really don't know how that's going to play out but i think i think it'll be whatever it is it'll come to a swift conclusion and no one none of the guilty parties from either of the parties that were involved in getting money from uh, this launderer i hope people know that that a lot of that money went uh they gave remember a lot of our money what 65 billion now went to ukraine ukraine put that money in crypto into ftx and that money came right back a billion dollars worth uh, to the U.S., so it's definitely part of a money laundering scam. I don't know we'll ever get the full story. I think it'll quietly go away, but I think it'll go away quickly. Well, time will tell. Yeah. Well, you know, I, man, we can go from so many different ways. There, you're talking about a a dog and pony show, and whether and trying to manage expectations. We can go right into that um, into this this Brunson versus Adams uh, thing. Oh, we can do that. We can uh, then, of course, you talk about opening up the books. We can talk about everything that's being cracked open uh, over there at Twitter. There's just so much. Um, well, if if you may, I want to parlay off of some of the things that you mentioned. I thought were very, well, you know, in the show. I'll go for uh, it. But uh, you talked about this uh, dress rehearsal, right? Um, I, I'm going to address this uh, on my next um, non-YouTube show that I have called BCP Unfiltered. Uh, but the quite frankly, family is going to get it first. And I know there's there's you know there's a Venn diagram. We 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 have a lot of people that are in, in both families, but um, this whole dress rehearsal, right? Uh, you know, let's not forget the power of these dress rehearsals. Wait a minute, wasn't there a drill going on during 9/11? Uh, I don't know. Maybe my memory f uh, fails me. But um, during this dress uh, rehearsal, this new span uh, 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 a scamdemic, plandemic, pandemic, whatever it, it, it may or may not be that uh, this time gets children, unlike COVID-19, uh, starts in Brazil in, in this scenario that they did. And interestingly enough, what's going on in Brazil? They are having uh, millions of people out there uh, that are, they're out there because they want the, uh, the military and Bolsonaro to stop the fake uh, socialist president who shouldn't have been able, who was not even eligible to run, who stole the election. They don't even want him uh, uh, they don't want him in there. And there's millions of people out there. Wouldn't it be fortuitous? Wouldn't it be serendipitous for these evil bastards to have this uh, outbreak of a new virus come out while all these people were out in the streets fighting for their freedom? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if it did, wouldn't that be one hell of a coinkydink? Well, it's already happened. It's already happened. Um, you, you remember, it's it's so long ago now, but 
that was another thing that was completely squelched out. What was it, like week 50? What was the Yellow Vest protest into? It was like week 75 or something like that. And then Hong Kong, that was still going on there too. There were so many things, these organic uh, you know, you know, bottom-up groundswell uprisings and people uh, people just saying enough is enough with, uh, with, with just being taken advantage of, even in small little ways. At least it was good to see any kind of life being expressed from people and um all of that went away all of that went away so i i wouldn't be surprised if they uh if this if this uh, is used again it, it worked so well the first time i i could tell you i was in france um in 2019 during the uh part of that yellow uh vest thing and i can tell you part of what i saw how they did it it was all over it was all over um, France, right? And I was in Paris, so it was all over Paris. And then they uh, they were starting to close streets off and pretty much saying, okay, this is where the protests are gonna be. And then that square footage or that area got smaller and smaller until you know they could control it and then it went away. Uh, you know, like all these uh, new laws and rules of like, oh, you can protest, you have your uh, first uh, amendment right, but you gotta tell us exactly how are you gonna protest, when you're gonna protest, how many people are gonna protest you know, putting all of these limits and conditions on our, you know, in the United States, our constitutional rights, you know, kind of like uh, you got to register your gun and you got to get a background check. So th- that's how that's it's it's it, you know, it's uh, it's death by a, cu- a thousand cuts. They just keep slicing into uh, the Constitution, making more rules and stuff like that until the end, um, you know, but that's what they do in these other countries where they don't have the constitutional guarantees we do. They just keep making lo- rules and, and laws to get people the idea or the false uh, impression that they're protesting and have control, but at the end they're the ones controlling the protests. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I, I, that's that's the name of the game in many ways over here. We just we just play we play pretend we really do. What do you think about the the power plants thing? If we're going to go back to some of the other things, yeah, yeah, up. yeah. I'm glad you like that's the, that's the next thing I want to talk about. It's so funny because when, when the first power plant, okay, there was uh, and I was trying to look for it, but I didn't have time because you brought it up and I, I wasn't thinking about that. And I was like, oh. I had seen something, and um, recently, you know, one of maybe it was an FBI warning or what have you. Um, if if at this point I were a bigger operation, I would have like, hey, some researchers just pull it up for me right now. But I, it it was sometime recently that they were warning of cyber attacks or something against our grid. You know, be care be. Uh, careful of these domestic terrorists. It probably has something to do with all this stuff going on with Trump and and his, um, I wanna say it was around the time of either the the raid on Mar-a-Lago or some other recent thing that, um, you know, that they had everyone up in arms about right-wing domestic terrorists, like, oh, be careful, there may be attacks on the, uh, on the power grid or, or energy sector. And I remember commenting on the time on the show going, that's ridiculous, so why, why would right-wing people wanna attack the uh the grid that doesn't make any sense right and then we had the first story and i'm like oh that's interesting then we had the second you know we had north carolina with south carolina and i go well okay this seems like a pattern and then we get the news that the fbi is investigating so either there's an actual part of the fbi that isn't corrupt that's investigating or it's a cover-up because because the fbi is somehow involved so it's uh it's uh you know it's uh, it's interesting how the FBI is now. So either we were con- we're nutcase conspiracy theorists on tinfoil ha- with tinfoil hats, or we were right, or maybe it's a combination of both of uh, of both of those. And then the other thing you talked about when you started your show off was um, the uh, the whole suicide thing in Canada. It's a, it's a sign of the times. There used to be a, a time, Frank, and it's it's when if you were suicidal, it was considered a mental health issue, and we 
were so empathetic and so, you know, I'm a hippie, right? So I'm into like peace, love and, and, and what have you. So it, we were so into like, you know, caring for our fellow man that, uh oh, someone's suicidal. We don't want them to die. We want them to see the value of their life. This is a mental health issue. We would get them the help, the counseling, the, the medication. We would have them committed with just, just things because the idea, right, the, uh, under the Hippocratic Oath was, you know, do no harm and help this person who wants to harm themselves. And hell, what do we have now? We have, well, besides doctors giving you injections that are known to be bioweapons, but that's neither here nor there. We now have them assisting them. Of course, there have always been these Dr. Kevorkian types. I'm not I'm talking about that. I'm talking about when we have the institutions now no longer caring about people and people with obvious mental health issues not even being you know hey you you're a girl you're a boy you want to wear a dress you're confused or whatever you're you're right this is not a mental health issue we're going to play pretend with you whether it's killing you because you're suicidal and you may have uh an actual medical uh chemical imbalance or you might have some kind of hormonal imbalance. We're gonna play pretend with you all the way to the grave or to cutting off your genitals. It is absolutely crazy the time that we live in now. Yeah, it is. And I, I, I that's why I thought it was just, it just went so, and I'm glad that everybody calls out people like Justin Trudeau whenever he posts these little thoughts, these meaningless, these meaningless thoughts someplace on the internet. Everybody sees this, The, the to, to be able to, hold those two things up side by side it's it's just incredible it's incredible to see somebody go on and on about human rights and human dignity and on the other hand you're like okay sure oh oh you're a little short on cash we'll help you kill yourself what are you, t- what are you talking about and, and this is supposed to be what so yeah to, to talk about human life and human value and human rights and to be so willing to help somebody extinguish that life extinguish that life and their 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 conscious uh ability to to i don't know it's 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 so at odds with each other as you say and we are in a bizarre bizarre place like i said before if you were taking that as a structure of a joke and you put it into a dark comedy where somebody is going all over because because that's the other thing right there too uh, a person as as morbid as death suicide is a person who wants to do it then they make up their minds they just do it and the fact that this guy is waiting for one doctor to sign off and has to go shop around to find a second doctor to say okay it uh, doesn't sound like he, he, he and he says it too i not that i want to die it doesn't sound like it. It really doesn't sound like it. Because well, it's a cry for help. Yeah, it's a cry for help. It, it's a it's a classic sign of someone who is. It's a cry for help. You know, the the kids who or, or the adults who who cut themselves. You know, who attempt suicide. You know, the, they're attempting suicide. They don't really want to die. They want someone to save them. Someone who you're right. Someone who really wants to commit suicide. Um, this one dollar. Uh, reading glasses from Dollar Tree will do the trick. They will find a way to swallow this, whatever. You know, I'm not trying to give you ideas, but I'm just saying they will find a way. Swallow so, your glasses. Like, Go ahead. So, you know, like, it, 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 these are cries for help. These are mental health issues. And mental health issues are real. I think we've evolved in 2022 to realize that mental health issues are real issues. These are cries for help. But once again, these are people of a death cult. These are satanic, Luciferian uh, very evil, wicked, uh, satanic people, and 
they are all about death. And remember, these evil people, what was the ultimate power you have then over life, right? So if they have power over someone's life, whether it's abortion, whether it's killing uh, people, um, you know, through assisted suicide or mass starvation or whatever, that's just part of their of their mo. Uh, so this should come as no surprise. No, it shouldn't. As you said, mental health issues—they are—they almost feel like political prerequisites these days. It's almost like having a degree. Like it's not—it's not like okay, well, this this person needs some help. Uh, instead, a. a, a, a uh, a, a kumbaya circle forms around them. So please teach us. What what can you tell us as a person who represents the so and so community? You know, it's the, and it's all we're talking about different, varying levels of just disillusion. Now we all have we all have problems, personal problems. We all we all uh, have feel anguish from time to time, indecision, anxiety, confusion. That's all. It's not to say that if you have any feelings brewing inside of you other than confidence and happiness you are not human um we we have to go through all this stuff but there is i don't know it's and it has so much of it has to be environmental uh so much of it is chemical it's coming from everything that we eat and drink uh the 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 things that we're we're getting shot up with even when we're still in the in the womb these days uh, everything has to be coming to a head and then when you add the multiple layers of psychological programming that we get from the time that we're toddlers up until uh, what they call higher education which doesn't make any sense because you're just you're just lowering your vibrations out there um it's really it's rough it's really really rough and um that's a whole other level whole other level of of learned helplessness so. I, I, you know, I I never thought of it that way. I never thought of it. You brought up a good point that, you know, they're they're drugging us uh, for so for so long that they're actually, you know, uh, not, that's a good that's a good point. Frank. I never thought about that, that, uh, you know, that uh, these mental health issues are the beginning of everything. And, you know, I we know that a lot of these mental health issues are caused by it's part of their plan. Um, but I never really connected that 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 was the genesis, perhaps, of some of these things that it's a contri- it's got to be contributing. Or, it's got to be contributing. It yeah, just because you know, I, I you know, I've been doing I've been watching a lot of family videos lately. I was talking about it on the show. Um, I, I'm always looking for little clips that I can bring in for show and tell, like at the tail end of uh, of the week. And to look back, I I take such great joy in listening to the old matriarchs of my family. Uh, sitting around on a you know a, a a moonlit night in the middle of the summer in like 1993 and listening to them just gab about one thing or another and 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 the, the mentality it, 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 there was just something so stable and simplistic about even just three four generations beyond did not mean that they were unintelligent but stability and simplicity it was in everything you can just talk you can just talk and we i feel like everything is this long wind up this long tail chasing wind up to the hopes of an eventual conversation these days because we can't even get past trying to establish what the terms we are going to use to discuss the problem are anymore. I bring that up all the time. It's just part of that um, that, that reason why, if we're going to get into some uh, a concept like stoicism, uh, sophists and those who 
we all think that things that are sophisticated are so much more elegant and, and amazing, but sometimes sophistication, and many times sophistication, is not a, uh, a compliment. It's, uh, you're making mm-hmm. things more complex than they have to be. Simplicity. That's what the hell's going on here. And I think that we just get so confused, man, and children can't handle it as it is. And um, I don't know. It's got to be something there. Damn mental it's principles. health. It's principles. Like generations back, they weren't, they, they weren't um, being blown away by every wind of doctrine. They weren't uh, mm-hmm. being swayed by uh, political correctness or the, you know, the, uh, the I don't know, the... Uh, whatever the du jour was is right now of whatever woke up whatever you're supposed to virtue signal on they their life was based on principles right importance of family god country freedom um responsibility you, you know uh charity love um you know all those things were they, they were principle based that's why they didn't have to that's why life was simple because you didn't have to complicate simple things i can't think of the famous uh, or the the um the I'm thinking of it in Spanish. I can't think of it in English, but it, I know it's in English. There exists. Some, it, it's, it's something to the effect that uh, stupid people complicate simple things. Um, help me out here. I know there's some kind of idiomatic expression I'm, in English. I'm trying. You know, I, I can I can see where you're going with it, but I don't. Yeah, know. Or, you know, so, someone who knows uh, can tell it simply, and someone who doesn't complicates it or something there's something like there i know there's an emotic expression for it but i think everyone understands me uh understands us here that's why you love listening watching these videos and playing them and just the simplicity was that they were based on principles they weren't based on whatever the uh the 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 prominent uh woke leftist um virtual signaling politically correct thought of the day is yeah uh, it's so tired i can't even imagine i tell my wife how insufferable it would be to have to live where you're always trying to virtual signal and always trying to be on like the cutting edge of uh, uh, of Marxist, wet, you know, virtual signaling, it, it'd just be so tiring. I'm a lazy guy. I, wouldn't, I don't even know how people have energy for that. You know, I think that's a great, a great way to describe a lot of what's happening on Twitter, too. That whole wokeism du jour, that uh, concept that you're bringing up right now, and then the insufferable nature of especially the left as they are being made to show they're being made to just just you know their their noses are in their own shit right now and all they can continue to say is move the goalposts and say oh this is nothing uh this you know we, nothing was going on here it's it's the worst thing that could be revealed and the fact that that twitter is has become a bellwether for everything else as i said before people like you me, so many in this audience who seek this stuff out and they think on their own, they read, they've done their own research, uh, you can tell that there, this is this kind of operation has been baked into the, uh, the, the, the modus operandi of every, every other platform out there. And it goes so far, it goes back to the 1950s with Operation Mockingbird and, uh, and other, other projects like that that have been made to really uh, whittle away the, the independent thinking of the American populace and just take whatever the intelligence, the national security state is feeding them. And, 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 and it's just so naked and, and apparent right now. Tell me about some of the things, the bigger things that you've taken away from these Twitter revelations, aside from the protecting of, of pedophilia and child porn and so many other things. Go ahead. Well, my, one of the things you said is how in one 24-hour period, they took down more child porn um, 
than they had done like previously. It just shows you where all those sick uh, pedophile bastards have been. Uh, what, I, what I think is interesting in, in, in the uh, the whole Trump stuff was come out, I guess, in number four, number five. I think we're number five now, right? Yeah. Uh, of these files is that they knew that what they were doing was against their own rules, was against their own regulations, was against their own policies, but they were trying to justify it. And that, to me, if we look at it, uh, that the whole, if you look at Twitter as a microcosm for all of Marxism, that's exactly how they operate, right? They have rules, but the rules are for thee and not for me, right? So they had these rules that President Trump wasn't breaking, so they had to break their own rules to satisfy their agenda. And to me, you know, the Twitter battle is very important because it is a public square and we're getting it back. And it's just nice, you know, it's like it's like YouTube. I, I I don't always, but some, sometimes I express myself. People, how come you on this platform? How come you on that platform? Because YouTube as a technology works. You know, Twitter as a technology works. Like they've they've honed their craft, they're sharpened their sword. But it's the it's the ideology, and it's all their own rule breaking that makes it suck. You know, uh, same thing with YouTube and Google and what have you. You know, they 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 have they have great technology. That's that's once again to me, it's it's a it, it's a small example of we're going to America is great our constitution is great our laws are great it's just the people not following the laws not following the constitution not following the uh the end user agreements uh or the policies of the company that's screwing us over so for to me me looking at the whole twitter uh revelations it to me it's just an it's an example of what's endemic and what's going on in all of our Marxist American society mm. of trying to cancel, trying to stop someone because you can't debate them. They did no wrong. And you just want to silence them and go away because your position is weak and wrong and you're trying to hide your evil. And that's kind of my, my overall arching theme that when I look at this, all of these uh, Twitter files, one through five. It's it's the weak, the weak nature of the pushback is that's it, man. I um, That's why I don't spend too much time I, I don't spend way too much time. There's some things that I'm, I'm interested in. I was interested in to see what was going on around January 6th. I'm glad we're getting around there. The COVID stuff, the the, the wiping away, because remember, this is not about people. If, if you were in a uh, free country, anybody can talk about anything. People can doubt whatever the hell they want. They could be very wrong about something. They can they can be wrong about most things and strike gold on one thing. You know, you, you just everything has to be a one-off, and you just can't expect to be in a society where communication technology gets better and better, but your responsibility to be able to be a discerning person and not be so damn gullible, uh, you know, is not required anymore. So there's a whole bunch going on there, but... It's, One thing uh, I think is interesting, Frank, is these are the same people that believe in you know evolution and uh, believe in Darwinism uh, and survival of the fittest and what have you. So wouldn't this be a great thing? Just let all the information out there and all the idiots will kill themselves with all the misinformation uh, about uh, COVID and the vaccine. Or like, if it's so good, why do you have to sell it? Like, and if and if if COVID is so scary, would we figure that out after we're seeing? Uh, all our friends and family pass away. I mean, like, it, it, it's to the point where, you know, they're inconsistent, right? And of course, I don't think these people, people will say, oh, the cognitive dissonance of these people must be, no, they're evil. They they don't they don't think like moral people like we do. They don't have the same moral compass that we do where we have, uh, you know, for the most part, this uh, this dissonance uh, in our in our sphere, in our brain, in our, in our soul. Um, but, but I just James. think it's just, uh, it's interesting that if they were, if 
even by their own rules, we should just idiots are stupid and, and, and they'll be exposed in an open market. Why, why can't we just let the open market of ideas work itself out through natural selection? I don't know. I don't know. And, and James, let me, first of all, it's, it's fun to call you James now. Like, all yeah. right. It's like, yeah, I, I feel like there's like, you know, I, yeah, I was holding back a sneeze. A fault, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but dude, the, um, I saw Elton John. Well, I didn't see, I'm not, you know, I saw like a screenshot of one of his tweets uh, pass by me on my dash somewhere. And he's like, I'm leaving Twitter now because, of course, everybody has to announce that they're leaving. I'm leaving yeah. Twitter. And then other people are not announcing that they're leaving. They're saying, I won't be chased away. Like, nobody. Don't <laughs> chase me away. <laughs> uh, I won't be chased away. I'm staying right here. Like, nope. Nobody cares. Don't you understand? I, it's just. That, that's, like, that's like the pink haired, uh, nothing against pink hair, but like the multi haired uh, girl who's like, 400 pounds overweight saying, I don't want people to look at me and that's rape. It's like, no one's looking at you. Nobody's looking at you. No one's raping you. Like, You've done like, everything. You've done everything. Yeah, say, I, say, I love... No one's chasing me away from Twitter. Like, right. No one's chasing me away from Twitter. Like, you're right. You say it yourself. Nobody's done any... I, I love when people who go out of their way to make themselves so unappealing um, are just like, stop, stop harassing me. But the, the, the Elton John thing is, the reason why I brought that up is because he said he did not want to be on a platform that was so rife with misinformation because that that's it it's dangerous and to think about you can say he's either dumb or he knows exactly where the wind is blowing and he just wants to be part of the, the herd i don't know i can i can see someone like him just believing it but to for anybody to think that misinformation began in the last just couple of years that Twitter, I mean, what this is all revealing is that Twitter was a very, very pointed and highly filtered and manipulated uh, you know, Petri dish for a certain type of, of, of information. If you think that the operations at Google and Facebook and elsewhere aren't exactly the same to try to create that uniformity across all of big tech at the direction of the intelligence community to create, again, to try to manage that illusion that the country and the world is thinking and feeling a certain way when it is absolutely not because because everything that they're projecting that we are supposed to be thinking and feeling and believing about human nature is antithetical to human nature. This is the kind of operation that they needed to be able to keep up this misinformation op operation, they needed this kind of a, a, a massive undertaking to create this ridiculous idea of a world that does not exist, a world in which their ideology reigns supreme. It, it's the only way they can do it. That's why they had. That's why they had seven thousand five hundred extra people at Twitter. They needed that many people to make this micromanaging. It's so. I. I just. I, I wish that. Um, all of this is for newbies. All of this is for newbies to see and maybe swallow that first red pill. We we know what was going on. Good this point. is not good a surprise. Point. Good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought about that. That you know, th this is confirmation for us, right? But um, you know, for for the those who just getting red pilled, yeah, that's a great point that they're just now seeing this. And and that particular tweet, I I, I liked how uh, Elon Musk in two sentences pretty much said, "Oh, you know, I I like your music. I hope you come back." I'm going off the top of my head here because I don't have the tweet in front of me, but he said something like, I enjoy, I, I like your music a lot. I hope you come back. What exactly are the, what's, what exactly is the misinformation that you're referring to? When I checked earlier today, um, there was nothing from Elton John 
uh, about that. And by the way, I almost went to his show, but because I was in Europe, I missed it. And uh, one of my best friends went, he had invited me to go to uh, go up with him in Vegas. My dad said, I invited him. He goes, no, I don't want to see him with his shot voice. And my friend said, the show was sorely disappointing. Oh, really? So, uh, you know, just trying to keep himself, uh, you know, and I'd never seen Elton John. That was a lifelong goal. And I guess it's uh, one of the one of the bucket list items perhaps I won't do. But these guys usually lie and will do some kind of like one last time time tour. And then the next one last, what, this time it's the real last time tour. So we'll see what happens. Don't worry. But, you'll, uh, you know, you'll be able to see him. Uh, you'll be able to see him in uh, in the metaverse. They'll, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll do some kind of they'll do like a holographic Elton John where he's like eighty. That, that might be even better. That might be even better than uh, than than what he's doing right now. And what what is interesting uh, when we're talking we're talking about this, uh, Frank, is the tweet where uh, he said my pronouns are uh, uh, prosecute Fauci. Oh yeah. And then uh, 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 John Brennan came out and and said he's a fine individual. I mean, John Brennan, really? I mean, this is one of the guys, along with the 51 others, that said, oh, the Hunter laptop is, the, you know, the earmark of Russian disinformation. Like, I mean, a guy like John Brennan should just shut the hell up and, and just go away, like, for his own good, like, to come out and and, and, and say that he's a fine individual. You know, that's, that doesn't help. Like, if I were Fauci, I'd be like, no, John Brennan, don't help me, please. Just just shut up and, 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 uh, and, and, and go away. But it was funny how that was uh, triggering. And then another thing Elon Musk said, uh, said he's not a fine individual. And oh, yeah, by the way, uh, anyone who who funds gain of function, you know, and kills millions of people is not awesome or something like that. Okay, so the here, this is a great question then. I want to I want to get your your opinion on this because uh, the jury uh, the jury's out on Elon Musk in a num- number of ways. But I am I am not uh, I'm not pulling any punches with expressing my extreme delight with what's been going on on Twitter the last Absolutely. couple of months. I've just been I've been having a ball. Doesn't mean that this is making me reconsider all of his uh, his transhumanist Neuralink adventures and all that other crap. Affirmant suits. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Nothing like that. This has been an incredibly interesting show here. Um, And, of course, all things come to an end, so who knows where it's going. But here's the thing I wanted to say. Um, My pronouns are prosecute uh, prosecute slash Fauci. Another person who came out uh, and and wanted to make a little bit something on this is a guy named uh, Scott Kelly. And he wanted to be – he's from NASA or something. He said, said, Elon – Please don't mock and promote hate toward already marginalized and at-risk violence members of the uh, LGBTQ plus community. They are real people with real feelings. Furthermore, Dr. Fauci is a dedicated public servant whose sole motivation was saving lives. Elon Musk says to that uh, with a t- with, to the tune of almost 700,000 likes. Now, this is the other thing I love um, because he had every with every tweet. He passes off, or or the analytics is is obviously being monitored by somebody out there. They are trying; they're figuring out how these bots and these uh, these auto responders are swarming, where they're coming from, and the and the real the real opinions of most Twitter users are are coming to the surface again. They they were buried under piles of trash. Elon Musk says, "I strongly disagree." 
I strongly disagree. Forcing your pronouns upon others when they didn't ask and implicitly ostracizing those who don't is neither good nor kind to anyone, which is great. As for Fauci, he lied to Congress and funded gain-of-function research that killed millions of people. Not awesome, in my opinion. I mean, it's stuff like that. I will take that, and I will say thank you, sir. I'm going along my way. I like it. But here's what I want to ask of you, James. There was another Twitter. They did a side-by-side. Before obtaining Twitter, here is, uh, before obtaining the Twitter files, April 7th, 2021, Elon Musk says this. To be clear, I do support vaccines in general and COVID vaccines specifically. The science is unequivocal, which of course it is not. The science barely existed. In very rare cases, there is an allergic reaction. Wrong. But this is easily addressed with an EpiPen. Ah, I never heard. Okay, whatever. That's him in April of 2021. Now, Okay, he, April 2021, that's still pretty early, right? Right. It, yeah. It, well, that, well, I mean, it's been out. Uh, at that point, the, the shots were introduced five months prior. Um, now here is December 11th, 2022. After obtaining the Twitter files, my pronouns are obviously prosecute slash Fauci. So my question to you is, uh, what was the game changer, do you think? Was it really internal Twitter documents that he had access to only in the last month? Or, you know, I mean, I mean, because everything about this 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 last two years was was an obvious disaster con job. So what do you think really changed for Elon Musk, if at all? Uh, that's a good question, and I don't know the answer to that because I don't know what's on Elon Musk's, uh, you know, I don't know what I don't know. So generally, I don't like to comment things I don't know. But if you ask uh, what I perceive may be going on is uh, I don't know what he, I don't know what he's been on the record to have said from April. Because, yeah, the, it came out about this time, right, of, of 20 uh, of 2020. The um, the the but it, it, it kind of rolled out in mass. What, like maybe February of 2021? Yeah, about that. Uh, in, big, in big numbers. And as we cover as I cover my BCP unfiltered show, we look a lot at, at what's going on. A lot of the harm is, is done. 90 plus days 90 days to five months after taking the you know a lot of people do die and have these things immediate reactions but a lot of these things are are are, are, are showing up 90 plus days after that's why they're not they're not sitting in the VAERS system and what have you and the doctors can all say oh we don't know what the cause is because even though all those people took the vaccine it's not manifesting itself sometimes immediately you know so um kind of gives them cover mm-hmm. but 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 so what I'm saying is that maybe Elon Musk and trying to, you know, uh, make sure that we can occupy Mars and get these rocket boosters running and get Tesla's software, maybe he just wasn't really interested in the whole vaccine thing. Uh, more, you know, he, a lot of these people are focused and they, uh, it's kind of hard to say if the guy has so many f- arguably successful companies going at the same time, but uh, you know, he, he, he for all the complications and all the weird things and all the very disagreeable things that uh, Elon Musk has done, he he is fighting for free speech, right? So we got to give him in this room, you know, the, the big old Venn diagram. There's a there's a time where we, there's people we we're not the same, but we can intersect, and this this is a place uh, where we we are in 
uh, we are in cahoots and we are in this together, and that's free speech. And I think that now that I, I, I think it's hard to believe a person like Elon Musk is just coming to realization now in the last month because he's seeing all these things. But I think he's aware of these things now that he owns the platform, now that he knows that truth can be spoken, that he can't be canceled. I mean, maybe he was he was eyeing Twitter for a long time and didn't want to say anything in that realm that would have maybe stopped people from letting him buy Twitter, even though he said quite a few controversial things before then that made people scared. I think it's just like... He, he, I think he probably had this information and then now he's seeing, now that he's in there, he's seeing a lots of information that was specifically targeted. He probably saw the information and knew it, but then now that he's in Twitter and he's seeing all the players that were trying to fight against that information and put false information in, I think that perhaps, I don't know, solidified or emboldened him even more or got him to be more of a zealot to get this truth out. Because you can know something, but then when you see all of the uh, all the machinations and all of the plotting and scheming to promote something, then you realize how he probably has a better idea, even than we do, how big this whole scam job is. I I I, I just hope that anybody I don't know he doesn't seem to be making very many. Um, I mean he, he's doing all of his his Neuralink and Tesla appearances and stuff like that, but he's not really on the books for any big shows like a Joe Rogan. I hope that next time he's on a show, just for a, a talk and an interview and a general chat, I hope somebody asks that question. That I, I would love to see the genesis of those two tweets. Do you still feel the same way about the shots? Um, how, where, and, and you know, to be able to criticize one and not the other, it seems unlikely. Like to criticize Anthony Fauci, who was the face, one of the main faces of this entire uh, thing, and and not the dirty Eucharist that he was pushing, is something I I would like to hear all that explained. I hope somebody picks up on that, and when they have him sitting down, they they can ask that question. Um, Remember, he voted for Joe Biden, but now he's a you know he's leaning Republican, so that that was a swing within a few months you know so. it was but he even attached a couple of weird things to that that whole um he qualified all of that pre midterm stuff though his thoughts about what people should be voting for which obviously didn't help too much um he qualified all that by saying that no no not one thing not one party should be in charge of everything there should be stalemate across the board which is what the united states was was based on the the constitution was meant to be preserved through so many different levers that can be pulled to make sure that majorities are kept in check you have filibusters you have you know certain types of uh, majority thresholds you have veto power you have so many and then of course you have the states themselves and uh, so there's so many ways to check power and to keep things in stalemate so that things change as little as possible um that that's the way it's difficult supposed right. to be difficult right but but to say to say that we need to that that we need to keep things stalemate right now in the condition that we're not and no 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 we need to roll backwards and then we can find a stalemate afterwards right now this is not a good status quo can't be treading water with 32 trillion dollars of fiscal operating debt hundreds of trillions more unfunded liabilities i mean this is this is some this is this is end end games type of shit you know no reason to just tread water while the we're waiting for the lifeboats to come show up it's not going to work but um what do you think about let's let's talk real quick before we leave 
Because it's eight brothers. Yeah, I want to know about this because people said that you have been covering it a lot. The it's called the Brunson brothers. Brunson versus Alma S. Alma. Adams. Yeah, Alma. Docket twenty-two three eighty. Okay, what is this? Uh, okay, all right. So th this is actually a pretty smart thing. These uh, these brothers are actually out of here, Utah, where where uh, I'm currently at, and. Uh, we've uh, we've moved some of our operations to. So uh, this is kind of interesting because this story was floating around here. Um, but uh, there, there's these brothers, right? And uh, the first uh, brother, uh, uh, Loy, he put in a, uh, he went through the federal court system. And let me, let, let me tell you, there's two parallel cases and, and they were very smart. They put one through the federal court system and then they put one through the, um, the Utah uh, Okay, so the first one was filed by Loyal Brunson to the Utah Federal Court, and the second one was uh, filed by his brother Raylan, I don't know, about a couple months afterward. Uh, and that's the one that's made it to the Supreme Court. So one went through the Utah courts all the way to the Supreme Court, and the other went to the federal courts. And what happened to the federal courts? It got stymied, it got stopped, it got blocked, it got slow walked, and what have you. So that was the first smart thing these brothers did, is they did two parallel ones, one through the federal court system, and then one through the state court system so it can make its way up to the Supreme Court. Brilliant move there. So what does this uh, this case say? Well, both cases are exactly the same. And they make a very, very valid point. And the point is this, just to, to summarize it, and then I get the details if you want. The brothers, uh, Brunson brothers cases both say this. Look, there were allegations of foreign involvement and um, fraud in our elections. That's not where our, what we're arguing. What we're arguing essentially is that it should have been investigated. It, it should not have been dismissed because it was members of Congress and our own citizens that were making this case. And to just absolutely dismiss it is unconstitutional and, and, and it's, a, it's a derelict of duty. That's like the basic uh, angle they're coming out is that you can't just not investigate these claims. So the... Uh, this is that's kind of the the overview, if you if you will. So Joe Biden, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Mike Pence, and all the uh, 385 members of Congress are being sued for breaking their oaths of office to fail to investigate evidence that the 2020 presidential election was tampered with by enemies of the Constitution, uh, and that's the the main case, right? That they that they, they didn't investigate it. That it should when you when you have it's like it's like uh, uh, someone is arrested and there's evidence of a crime and they just decide not to investigate the crime. That's what that's their their main suit that they're saying is this should have been investigated. You just it's a derelict of, of duty. It's it's um what's the word they use? They're breaking their oath of office mm -hmm. by failing to uh, to do this. So it's gone all this way up uh, to the Supreme Court. And it's uh, it's it's got a docket number. It was a, a, a docket number that was assigned uh, to it. And when they reconvene in January, they only need four justices. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to look at it in conference and they need four justices of the nine to say, OK, yes, we want to hear this case. OK, so, so they, it's, not a, it's not a case that's going to go to the Supreme Court, but it's got a docket number for them to be considered whether it's going to be a case they're going to take on or not. And they need four justices out of nine. Yeah, that's what that's what they that, that's what I'm seeing in the in the legal thing that they need four justices uh, out of nine. Um, well, that that's an that's an interesting that's interesting. It's not even a majority, but yeah, that, just like just to like to move to move it um, 
Yeah, I mean that's I, I've seen that in a couple places. I'm 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 on their website and I'm looking at their filings. I mean they have pictures of their filings where the docket number comes from and what have you. So uh, so here here's my question, and it's a question that I that a lot of people have been asking. As I, as I read a little bit before we got here tonight, I saw that that it's pretty much as you said, dereliction of duty. President Biden, VP Harris, former VP Pence, and 385 members of Congress, and um. And essentially, if they do manage to get four people on the, the Supreme Court to say, okay, this could have its day in court, which it's ironic that it is actually on January 6th, this hearing, right? Yeah, 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 that sounds about right. So, sounds like one I mean, I don't, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is the Texas case that the Supreme Court did absolutely nothing with uh, right in the in the, about the month and a half after the 2020 election which had all of the all of the uh the reason the reasoning to go out and and be something but, but I don't think a lot of people have a lot of faith that something like this is going to come to pass. I, no no yeah when, when I report on this I, I you know it, it's a, it's a positive news story um and I'm not going to say I'm pessimistic but I'm not going to say I'm even um cautiously optimistic. Um because, you, you know, it's something that should be argued, but they'll probably find some sort of process way uh, to, 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 to kill her. Or they can just not just decline to hear it and not even give any statement on why they declined to hear it. Did you, did, so, you, did you hear along the way of all of your reading and uh, researching on this, did anybody speculate as to the logistics of, let's say, we just wake up in a, and and we've we've somehow evolved to the fifth the fifth dimension, and all of a sudden we live in a time of truth, justice, and uh, and and complete integrity. And this goes through, and it is ruled in our favor, and and it is so ordered that 185 members of Congress, plus the sitting president and vi- the inaugurated president and vice president. Are then what? They have to be removed and replaced with whom? Like, do you ever? Did you ever get as far as the logistics? Yeah, of- yeah. I, I saw a I saw a couple of them, and, and once again, I'm not an attorney, so I don't know the validity uh, of these arguments. Um, the the core argument is that they're you know these people are being sued and uh, their oath for not investigating, right? That that is the uh, the claim. There's other things in there that uh, that say therefore they should be removed. That wouldn't be an automatic. It, it would be a constitutional crisis. I think everyone could agree if you just automatically did that, there'd, there'd have to be some steps and, you know, and I don't know what those are. I had read, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was attorneys like, because um, I, was, I was looking for attorneys' uh, comments on this. Uh, and I don't have it in front of me, so take this with a grain of salt. I'm going by memory here. No and my memory's not too poor. But the one of the legal analysis was that the first thing would be is if there was a derelict of duty in even investigating this and if that was found to be the case then it would have to be investigated not an automatic you know uh uh uh, removal of the biden regime but an investigation into what you know 100 members of congress and others have brought forward uh that that was ignored so that so if that was found to be the case is like yes you guys are there, there would be some sort of something for those of people that are sued like you're found guilty of derelict uh, of oath uh, of not uh, upholding your oath and then it would lead to you're supposed to investigate this 
and now we're starting an investigation. What that would look like and what that would entail, I don't know. I hope it happens. I gotta say, I uh, I just I went something it popped up on my phone over here. A buddy of mine from our group chat, a meme just popped up that um, <laughs> I wasn't laughing at you. I just want to let you know it popped uh -huh. up in, in, at the wrong possible time. Uh, and, I, and it just so happens to be a meme I cannot share with anybody because it's just too bad. But I, I got to say, that would be so fun. That would be so fun to see, I don't know, 300, almost 400 people walked out of the room. Talk about a government shutdown. Everybody goes screams when like 17% of the government is shut down. They, they tell all the cafeteria workers, hey, listen, you... You have to you have to stay home and and of course we get round the clock round the clock coverage on CNN because it's day 17 the government is just running a little bit more leaner than it was a couple of weeks ago and it's like the worst thing ever. This is the kind of stuff I would love to see that they're taking nearly 400 members of Congress out and saying go home. That oh that would be the greatest New Year's gift ever. BCP. Uh, an agreement. All right. Well, listen, it's been so great to have you on. I know that you have a lot going on uh, next. All you know, good things, great things going on in your personal life. Maybe one day we can talk about that when you come back from it. But we have one of my children is getting married. I, I can say that much. There you go. Congratulations <laughs> on that. That's wonderful. And uh, you're you're a proud papa, so I'm sure you have a lot of planning to still do in the next couple of weeks and just get getting ready for that joyous day. And we got christmas we got new years and then we got a whole new fresh set of downs my friend so we got to get you back on immediately in january and hit the ball uh out of the park and keep doing it uh, sounds like a plan it was a pleasure and uh fun being here uh uh appreciate you having me on especially for the length of time i've been on i appreciate it it was it was a good time oh dude any 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 time uh, this is we got years worth of friendship now and i'm i just uh you're one of those guys i don't have to prepare too much for when you come on i know we're just gonna chill out um before you go anything you want to tell people about your upcoming upload schedule or broadcast schedule let them know what your official website is in case something ever happens to youtube where should they go to follow you uh, the best place to follow me for everything to know what I'm up to is therealbcp.com, therealbcp.com. Uh, right now, that's my local, so I post everything I'm doing there. Um, you, you, you'll see my latest uh, links to my latest YouTube videos before they even go up. And then I also have my uh, our off-platform show called uh, BCP Unfiltered. We have it on Patreon. We have it on there. We have it on Spotify. We have it on Apple uh, Podcasts uh, and other places. Uh, but if you go to... Uh, therealbcp.com that'll be where you, you join the family for free uh on locals just create a locals account and then you can see all uh links to all of our content or you can watch our content on there well give yourself the christmas present and the new year's present of bcp programming go ahead and uh and, and do that up and i can't wait to have you back my friend take care and Thanks, send sir. all my love to the family will do will do ciao merry christmas y'all ciao ciao be well all right so, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a little bit of time. I'm going to kill my buddy. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I keep looking at it right now, and I can't show anybody. Uh, maybe I'll put it into the Discord later on. It, and it, it's not the funniest thing. It's just that I looked at it at the wrong time, and it, it killed me. I had such good laughs. Oh, man. I almost thought my heart was going to explode last night. It was some of those laughs where 
your concern for your well-being. We were watching Hallmark again, and uh, I don't know. We watched this movie last night. It was called Christmas Spectacular. It was about the Rockettes, and Anne-Margaret is in it. And it, she's kind of like telling her granddaughter or something that like she's thinking back to how, the time how she became a rockette and how she met the love of her life and rockettes is all dancing and stuff. And, um, and you know, every once in a while, especially someone like my father, when we're watching a movie, especially with the intent on on ripping it apart a little bit, uh, he'll, he'll settle into a couple of jokes that become recurring. And, of course, because Anne-Margaret had a really... Uh, she had a bad fall off of the stage. She fell off stage. She like ran off stage or something uh, years ago, and um, I, th- th- that kept getting br- brought up, and it became more and more catastrophic. And I thought uh, at one point I was my heart was going to explode. I felt this pr- this pressure building up inside my rib cage, and I couldn't breathe. And the tears the tears are just 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 collecting in a puddle on my chest. It was so, it was bad, but it felt great. Oh, afterwards, it felt amazing. I definitely needed that last night. Anyway, sometimes it starts feeling like, um, it starts feeling like those those laughs that, that almost like they, they self-perpetuate, that you started laughing for one reason, and then it just became incredibly, it just, just blew up, and it became something else altogether, and you don't know what. And it's akin to the kind of laughter that you have in a place where you're not supposed to laugh, like a church at a funeral, or you know when your buddy James is on and you're talking about something, and then all of a sudden you see this, you know. Um, that's so that's that's a little bit. Of, that's what I had. That's what I got for you. We're gonna take a really quick break. It's eight thirty-one. We come back. We do some of your super chats. Can't wait to get around to those and uh, and a few other things few other things to enjoy the night maybe we go to kids the things that kids say i think that'll be a nice one we don't we already know too much about this uh, event 201 but maybe i'll show you just a little bit more of that don't go anywhere we're having a good time Welcome to Intermission. We'll we'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Quite frankly. 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 
Put the I put the meme inside of the Discord. You're gonna have to scroll up just a just a wee bit, and I promise you it's it's uh I don't know it's uh it's a little gross, but it just hit me. <laughs> stupid, it's just stupid. So it's there. If you want to see what almost ruined the entire evening, um. Go yourself. Go 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 give yourself a treat over there on the Discord. Alright. We are back. We are back. Let me see what we have coming up. We had our studio Christmas party on Saturday night. Let me tell you, I was a proud party dad. I love when this stuff kinda when this stuff happens. When you bring together a few dozen people. We've had big parties before, over 100 people. It's been a long, long time since that happened. But not, and never in the studio. Um, we would get different venues and stuff. But um, when you bring together a few dozen people, and, they, and you know, a few dozen people show up, and so many of whom don't know each other, or at least don't know each other well, and for a room... Or, or several rooms as we have over here we just opened up and had music flowing throughout everything and all the Christmas lights on and this place was all nice and nice we had some uh, we had drinks and we had pizza and whatever and to for a room to come alive and everyone is just mingling and laughing and talking for hours and just you know rotating into, into and out of different groups and and everybody's just taking nobody nobody feeling left out or anything like it just it was great great balance i'm happy we were able to get at least one or more of those in because it's been a long time um it felt like normal years uh when it was happening for occasions all throughout the seasons that was a good time on saturday night good time um but yeah let's go to some super chats and see what what people are thinking and saying Simple Sandman says, Merry Christmas to you and the fam. Wow, Sandman, thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you for your time. It's great to have you here, my friend. Stostube, great Monday, Frank, and frankly's great guest, BCP, a.k.a. James. Thank you. Off to another great week of wonderful, informative, independent media. Tomorrow night, I'm really excited about tomorrow night with, um, with Shane Cashman here. I uh, I just got his press release that it was sent to me. I said, yeah, I'll take him. I'll take him on. Then I realized he went to my, we we have an alma mater in common, and and this should be fun. 
Let's see, American Girl, American Girl 3 says, regarding the Gateway Pundit article, I find the point of origin interesting. When the illness dropped three years ago, the umbrella protests were, t were taking place in that country. Now set in Brazil where there are big political protests, is this a way to squelch protests? Um, it's definitely a way to do that. It's a way to not only suppress protests as we've seen, but uh, it has become a remarkable tool of economic manipulation, uh, a transitory tool, a tool of transition, I should say, because they're, um, they obviously want the old world completely washed away and replaced with another one that is brand spanking new and ever more, uh, ever more rigged. So to be able to put the screws to people, never forget population reduction, social engineering on a biological and a family level, all of that stuff. They're destroying and burning out traditional culture. It's not just about democracy. It's about family. Okay? Democracy all throughout the Western world, that's something that they want completely burned out of people. And, and what I mean, uh, that that's a, I'm talking about a, a, a general, uh, a general tool of and a, uh, the basis for what we call representative government. They want all that burned out of people, all those no old world notions of nation states and before that city states and autonomy outside of what is a preconceived plan for the planet. Um, so that's, um, they saw how, how effective it was and psychologically, I don't know how many people I mean, there's a lot of people who are skeptical at first who will now say absolutely not. But there's a lot of people who are scared out of their minds and would gladly go back into that shell because they will be scared again. And um, and a lot of that has to do with the the years the years of turning people soft and docile leading up to 2020. You know that the the years from 20 from 2001 until 2020 was a whole other level of getting yourself ready for more government controls. I mean, you think about everything we adapted to after 9-11. So yeah, protests for sure. You subdue people who are feeling a little bit too uh, loud, a little bit too confident, a little bit too frustrated, mad as hell right now. But you also at the same time need to be able to put in place something that can make sure that um, at least on the books, you're always winning. What's going to come down to is that those people in the in the streets, who are then chased away by the uh, the hazmat crews, are just going to have to say, "It's us versus you, hazmat crews. We're not leaving. We're not leaving." So, yeah. Okay, what else do we have? Santa Claus is here. Uh, even I want to win Frank's sack. I hope it's more filling than milk and cookies. Jeez. Thank you, Santa Claus. 
Shake and Bake, oh, that's nine hours ago. Shake and Bake says, Missouri v. Biden. My question would be, when it comes to the possibility of removing a substantial amount of Congress, President, and the Cabinet and Senate, who is going to carry that out that action? They just won't step down over this. Force is needed. Okay, so I, I don't know if this is the... I don't think Missouri v. Biden... Ha, Biden Missouri v. Biden has the same... Um, prescribed solutions that are um, in this other, this Brunson thing. I told Tracy this morning she has to come on the show for even a 15-minute segment to put Missouri v. Biden into a nutshell because whereas the one that BCP and I were just talking about is very important too because it's uh, it's made its way it has made its way to the Supreme Court and it's going to have its day to at least be voted on whether or not it's going to take the center stage. That's a that's a toss up. I would I would probably bet no based on how they have um, how they've handled handled just as important cases within a much more timely a much more timely window of reaction time. I keep going back to Texas, the Texas lawsuit in like late November, early December of 2020. If you don't take that up as the Supreme Court right there and then, and you are too afraid of rocking the boat right there and then, then why are you going to pick up anything in 2023 on January 6th, no less, you're going to vote to hear it on January 6th. Two years later, two plus years later, that's going to go over like a lead balloon. But you know what? That doesn't mean that people like these brothers should stop doing things like that. Doesn't mean that they should stop at all. Um, Doc Keck just, uh, he put so much work into this lawsuit down in Virginia. He was talking about it. We got to get him on sometime soon for an update. But he just told me today that it was, uh, he said it, it was dismissed, no standing. You think about all that work he put into it. And I'm glad that he did, though. You go on quitefrankly.tv, go to the blog section, and a lot of his work has been summarized there. It's incredible what he brought to the table. And um, I don't know. I don't know. And now Elon Musk is doing his part a little bit on the on the Twitter end with uh, with uh, the uh, the Rat Man, Fauci, and all them others. But all right, all right, moving on. Rockfin, how's everybody doing over there? Everybody looks nice and healthy. I'm happy about that. Good job. What's going on to everybody on Rumble? Always a great crowd there. And now on to quite frankly TV. Let's see. Swickly says no stickers. Yes, no stickers. Sean Joe, thank you. River Pike, death by paddle ball. Sean Joe again, thank you for the cookies. We've got more and more subscribers on on pill on uh, pill.net slash foxhole. And uh, by next week, we should be able to better use those email addresses because I had to set that up different than anywhere else paulie 9363 thank you uh titties and beer said maybe this is the big one gates was talking about sickos the big one they have been talking about that big one haven't they rook castle says sam bankman fried has been arrested in the bahamas 
Uh, sorry if you. I sorry. Sorry if I came. In, I came in late. If you've already mentioned it, don't. Well, we probably mentioned it around the same time. Don't worry about that, Rook. I'm happy that you're on top of it, though. Thank you, Tam Growl. Smot Poker says, "Are we live?" Good evening, Frank, and FH Fam. Over oh, everybody out there in the foxhole. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, because in 19 minutes or less. I'm passing you off to the Christmassy crew at quitefrankly.tv and you have more after hours programming coming your way. And in 2023, we'll have something set up for Tuesdays and Thursdays and hopefully, hopefully Cody and Abe and more guest broadcasters will have, um, have something worked out for some call-in shows and other live interactive shows throughout the week that'll be a nice nice little touch as we continue to press on and in year two of the full-throated quite frankly dot tv network presentations curious patriot says i would like to give a thanks but i would like it to land on i would like to give a, i would like to give a thank but i would like to land it it to land on frank you can land the thank on frank no doubt about it you just did. Thank you so much. And then Curious sends a couple of cookies. I'll save those for Santa. I will save them for Santa. All right, 845. So here's what I'm going to do for 845. I'm going to go to our thread, Out of the Mouths of Babes. Because we can have some good time there. First, though. I want to show you just a little bit of the catastrophic contagion challenge exercise that they had put together at this uh, latest event 201. You ready for this? Check this out. Here's just a couple of couple of moments. It's only a two-minute clip, so I'll give you about half of it. All right, here we are. GNN breaking news. Latin American countries alerted the WHO of several outbreaks of a new infectious disease that's mysteriously appearing across the region. Severe Epidemic Enterovirus Respiratory Syndrome 2025. It's called Sears. Sears 25. Over the past six weeks alone, there have been 500 confirmed or suspected cases reported. The virus could cause a severe pandemic if early containment and mitigation efforts are not successful. What do you mean containment? Like shutting down the borders? You racist? Pandemic in this type of situation and trend would be a risk for the global health security. Pandemics are inherently political, financial, and so much broader. We have looked. That's cool. They, they wanted to make it so realistic that they cast it. They cast a fake gay doctor. Let's go. Let's see. Let's see more how, how else they get realistic. Spoken on the leadership in country. And I think that. We God, they have all the, the, the African WHO officials that nobody can understand. When they talk, that's that's also very authentic. So this is this is real. I feel like I'm I'm actually in 2025, and our lives are getting threatened again. They they just do fantastic work. They never half-ass it, do they? So this is what they go on and do. There, yeah, what else? Let's just. There is no substitute for national leadership. It's important to support the local response or the national response. Uh, a, sm a smarmy British woman. We need a smarmy British woman. Training those that are in these areas first, 
enabling them with the tools, protecting them, and if needs be, regional solidarity first. So, so this all makes sense. The, uh, the, the only white guy there was a flamboyant gay guy, and everybody else is a British woman and different shades of Indian and African doctors. This is like their like their dream pandemic, and the and the the. <laughs> this is like watching a uh, a commercial, a Super Bowl commercial right now. Oh boy! All right, all right. Eight forty eight. Eight forty eight. Let's. Uh, you know what? Really quick break. Really quick break, and then we do a couple of these, and we're gonna be good. This is fun. basement since it happened five days now i think he's having some kind of a mental situation you know an episode or something all right 
Hey, you better do something. I don't want to be known as the brother-in-law of the town nutjob. I got enough problems already. Oh, shit. I got water all over myself. Let's go to some, uh, let's go to some of these stories. Okay, I'm going to start on page two of five. Driving our, maybe I'll read a couple of these when my parents are in if I have time, but those conversations usually just take another turn and we don't have time for anything. Um, This is from Kilroy Was Here. We're talking about times where children said something unexpectedly profound or embarrassing or creepy whatever, out of the mouths of babes. Driving our two sons, second and third grade at the time, to school one morning, the third grader asked, Mom, what's a condom? She looked at me, and both of us just wanted to be honest and answer questions from our children. Uh, No matter how difficult they may be, both stammering answers with the details of what it is, how it used, how it's used, how they prevent pregnancy and disease, etc. After 30 seconds of silence, he said, I said, what's a condor? Ah, at the same time, we said a bird. True story. So they went on. You guys told them all about the condoms and he wanted to know about the condors, which were endangered. Have they been extinct yet? I know that they were an endangered species for a while, the California condor. I love you hear, hear your stories about Aurora. They bring back memories of our children when they were children. I just, I, every day, I, I'm telling you, putting her to bed every night when I'm there, especially on the weekend, it's one of those heart rent. I don't know how Lauren does it. I don't know how Lauren does it. Lauren sit, gets her ready, sits on the couch, and uh, when I'm home for bedtime, I lay right on the floor and I listen to the whole thing because Aurora says she wants me to come in. She wants me to listen when she reads her books. And lately she's been reading at least one, this one book that actually Robin Krista got, uh, got her a couple of years ago. And then this uh, few other ones, the other night she read, Lauren read her Madeline. But I had to read her. There was, there was one night where she's like, Daddy, you read. And I, I think it was when we were up in the mountains. Me and Lauren went to go put her to bed, read to her and get her ready. And I'm reading these, these short little books that are so, I can't read them. I start, my, I start quivering. I cannot read these books to her. Every night would be like my heart is, is falling out of my ass because I just, I just want her to stay awake and I want the day to never end because every day she wakes up, she's a little bit different. It's incredible. She's incredible the next day, and I become more and more blown away. But every night, and to see, and have these 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 beautiful little books that you know are gonna mean something to her one day, uh, that she won't remember us reading it to them, but we, I just know that these are these are future artifacts. I don't know how Lauren does it, and she reads it so smoothly and nicely, and she keeps her emotions in check, and me, I'm the one going through menopause. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know what it is. I've always been a sentimental guy, but I am fucking useless since Aurora showed up. I am fucking 
fucking useless. Okay? And I remember I was watching, this is years ago now, speaking of the condom. Speaking of the condom, I was watching Ricky Lake years ago. Because I would come, me and my brother, we would stay at my grandmother, my grandmother and grandfather's house for a while until my mom came home from, from work. We'd, and then we would eat together and then we'd all go home. And so this had to be before 1995, maybe around 95, 94. So I'm in fourth grade or something like that. And me and Anthony are sitting around in the living room. My grandmother, she just had like either a Sally Jesse Raphael or a Ricky Lake where it's a talk show and there's people in the audience and there was some kind of a human interest story going on where somebody on stage mentioned, well, I, I put the condom on and blah, 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 and one thing or another, what, or something about a condom. And I asked my grandmother, my mother's mother, what's a condom? And she said, and she didn't, you know, she was, a, she was very... My grandmother, I, I gotta show you some video. You'll be able to, you'll know right off the bat how she was just very affectionate and she was just very proper and, and but simple and just enthusiastic and, and wouldn't shut you out. So if it was even if it was a difficult question, she would try to answer it for me the best it can. And she pretty much just told me that it's something a man puts on his penis to prevent a woman from getting pregnant. And, um, and then that's where she left it. And I said, okay. And because that's where she left it, I had to try to imagine what it was. And I swear to you, for at least a year, I thought it was something barbaric, like a padlock that actually clips through the urethra. That, like you think about a lock that you buy for your locker at high school. I thought at least for a year that you would, because yeah, how do you block the hole? How do you do this? I didn't even think, well, you can just slip something on top of it. I'm not thinking like that. I thought it was like a fucking padlock. And, and I was thinking to myself, why? Why would you do that? And that would make, I wouldn't even want to have sex in the first place. I'd rather just not do it than have to put that into my, my penis. Of course, that's not what a condom is, so it's okay. But, um... I remember we were listening to, I don't know, it was one one day that my, my father was driving me and Anthony um, around town. I don't know where we were going, but I think either a, a radio show was on, somebody had made a, a wise crack. It could have been Howard Stern, because that's, we were listening to Howard Stern as early as 1990, 1989. Um, but somebody made a, a, a crack about masturbation. And uh, I asked, uh, I asked my father. I said, I asked my father. Said, Dad, what's, what's masturbation? And he just said, You, you ask your mother that. He didn't want. He didn't want anything to do with it. So I would ask my mother. I asked my mother everything, and she would tell me. She would tell me everything. Uh, you know, especially when I got to like fourth, fifth, sixth grade, and I'm asking, you know, one thing or another. Uh, and she, she. No, she didn't get graphic or anything like that, but she didn't uh, she didn't make me feel like I was wrong for asking, which was good. That was good. I'll come up with more. Is that that's why I like these these shows. So yes, the condor, the old California condor. 
Here's from an an answer. Our daughter, our daughter was a precocious three years of age when she noticed our cartoonishly flamboyant man making sandwiches. Uh, she asked her, I can just imagine a guy behind the, uh, the glass at a subway in the 1990s going, ooh, ooh, ooh. Th- throwing the, the meats and the cheeses and it's all just landing on like, landing on the, on the bread. Uh, she asked, she asked her mom, um, wait, wait, our daughter, oh, she asked mom, her mother, uh, why is that man like that? Uh, seeking to end the conversation and avoid embarrassment, her mother said, he's happy. As we approached to order our food, she skeptically asked the man, are you happy? Her existential question caught him short. He paused and in a more subdued tone said, I think so. That's a great, that's great. That's great. I like that. Got him to sit and think for a second. I think so. At least when he was making those sandwiches, he was. Let's see what else we have here. Laura Elizabeth. This is the last one of the night. We'll do more of these. Don't worry. We have a couple more pages. These are great. I just want to preface this with, we are not racists. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. Now on to the story. Our oldest sons at the time were four and six. They were watching uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie. Oh, I know we did that. We did this already. This is the blackface, the blackface going to jail thing. Yeah, we did this one last week. I should have remembered from that that intro there. Um, what else we have? Well, I guess that's it. Well, we should do one more. Um, my okay. Here's one from A H. I size balls. A hot. Wait, wait. A ah, I size balls, high size balls. My daughter was spending the night with a friend at the age of about five, I think, and uh, her and her friend were in a bubble bath. And the mom was watching them, and out of nowhere, my kid turns to the mother and says, Once I was poisoned. Shit. Okay, so that's one of those creepy ass things. You're just remembering things. Um,. Here's a little something from the network because we're about to wrap up here. Tonight is Christmas Movie Monday, and we're going to play some raunchy comedy uh, comedy tonight featuring Bad Santa 1 and 2. Uh, Bad Santa number 1. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it in a while, make sure the kids are in bed and enjoy. Because that is, is always going to be a classic. Uh, John Ritter, it's one of the last things he ever did. He is absolutely fantastic in his weakened, ineffectual state as the, as the, the mall manager. Bernie Mac, it's the ancillary characters in that movie that really make it, really make it. Uh, what's his name? The Indian guy who assaults, uh, Santa in the early goings. I am not gay. (laughs) He's obviously has some issues he's working out. Anyway, it is raunchy, so I'll see you in the chat room. Make sure the children are in bed, and um, and then P.S. Abe says, can we please just do one show without one of your stories making my penis hurt? I know. 
I know. I'm sorry. You think about me. I thought that you know. Obviously, I grew up and I realized just how how messy adult relationships could get. But think about me at like eight or nine years old, thinking that I would one day grow up and be faced with a choice, possibly faced with the choice of having to put this padlock thing, a master lock, through my urethra. Now I know some people go, and then I learned about the the the, the Prince Albert that people do this just for fun. Probably. Peeing like a like it's a uh, like it's a, a lawn sprinkler in every direction. Why would you do this? The sensation. No, no, there's no sensation. Stop it. I just lost five listeners forever who have Prince Alberts and they feel ostracized now. All right, well, that's all I have for you, ladies and gents. Tomorrow's another day. We're gonna have a great in-studio guest, Shane Cashman. Please take the moment to go to quitefrankly.tv and jump into that chat room there. Become a sponsor on the sponsor or section on quitefrankly.tv. Anywhere from $1 to as many you want. Uh, there's there's also uh, Subscribestar and Patreon still. Or you can subscribe monthly through Foxhole. I appreciate you all. I don't plug myself enough because I don't want to bother you. But you are my greatest sponsors. You've been there first. You are, uh, you make all this possible. And uh, my little cafe here is always going to be open for you. So I hope you come back tomorrow night and uh, have a cup of coffee with me or on me. And that's all I have. Let me, let me make sure that I did not miss anybody. Albert Frederick says, get ready for the pie strain, LMAO. Maybe Santa Claus will come down the chimney and steal all my shit and I'll be happy. I can't wait to follow all the rules and... Some unelected sick fuck wants me, uh, wants me to, uh, that some sick fuck wants me to. 5G, let's all do the wave. Good times, yes. The best of times. And that's all there is to it. You guys are the best, and thank you for everything. Thank you, Porpoiseful, over on Foxhole. I'm going to release the scratching in just a moment. Bye-bye, and fare thee well. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, it's filmed for a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with Albert Frederick, Simple Sandman, Stostube, American Girl, Santa Claus, Shake and Bake. Tomorrow is another day. Thank you for tonight. I'll see you on QuiteFrankly.tv.